This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boy came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, This is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Welcome to the August 25th edition of One Nation Radio. I am your host, Rich Ladd, of course, here with my co-host, James Boyd. James, what's going on, man? Nothing. Just, you know, just thinking about the off-air discussion we just had, but prior to this, talking about, like, the semantics around what a megastar is or isn't. It's like, what a a productive conversation. Yeah. What a productive conversation. Dude just, like, hopped in my mentions for and sidelined me for 20 minutes from the real world while I'm, like, just... Uh, all I'm doing is saying that, you know, I think this dude could be a, be a, be a star, like, in yeah, whatever. But, uh, yeah, man, a lot, lot been going on. I did get my Popeye's chicken sandwich, so I will be reviewing that, um, you know, on the show today. And I happened to get one, and only one, because, you know, the place, the things keep selling out everywhere. I could not get another one. I was disappointed. But, um, yeah, man, uh, what's up with you, man? Not too much. Um... This week, I've been trying to catch up on the last season of Orange is the New Black, and then also um, tracking down these um, these day one and day two matches from uh, the Five Star Grand Prix. Outside of that, not really too much else. Um, oh, you know, different stuff else popped up. You know, Dwight Howard is a Los Angeles Laker again. Rich, uh, Andrew Luck is now retired. It's boy, what is going on with your sports teams, Rich? Man. <laughs> So, you know, I don't watch no football no more, right? So Yeah, but, but look, that's still you, though. Yeah. It, like, <laughs> if, like, anything I, bad happens, we coming to you. Yeah, I was a Colts fan for a, a long time uh, due to Peyton Manning and uh, things like that. And, you know, Andrew Luck, I th- always thought he was good but not great. And, you know, he got hurt a lot. And, you know, there was, he got fucked around a lot by the team and the doctors. And there was a lot of pressure on that dude. And then he looked at them and said, Fuck y'all, I'm, I'm out of here. And I'm like, <laughs> look, I left the NFL too, so I don't blame you, Andrew Luck. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, as far as Dwight Howard on the Lakers. Dwight, let's, let's talk about Dwight Howard on the on your Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, fucking God. I, I hope that it squashes. Uh, I hope Max Kellerman can shut the entire fuck up now, uh, saying that Kobe is the shadow GM and all this other dumb shit uh, that, that, he, that comes out of his mouth. He uh, says what? He says Kobe's the shadow GM of the Lakers and all well, this conspiracy well, in theory, theory if, shit. It, well, 
if, if that is the case and that's what he actually does, then like doesn't he just go on sh- on the show tomorrow and just say that like that is his job, like he's doing this to torpedo LeBron. <laughs> No, ain't no way that Dwight Howard is about to be accepted out here by the Lakers fans. This, I saw this news, and I was just furious. I look at him like he's a quitter, like he's soft, no heart, none of that. And, and, and a dude that's been a cancer, a locker room trouble everywhere he's been uh, since he's left Orlando. And then when you go to Houston, he can't play there. He can't play in Atlanta. He can't play in, um, where else was he? Charlotte. He can't play in Washington. He can't, like, you know, all these teams are buying him out. And it's like, are you fucking serious? Like, this team is soulless. I, I reject them. Like, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not proud to be, uh, rooting for this team. Like, this doesn't feel like, this feels like a soulless sellout team. Uh, that that I'm about to go into the season watching, and I'm I, I gather no joy from from watching these this old ass team that that is being put together on, on you know now LeBron's watch uh, on the Lakers. I would have much rather the young dudes let us fucking lose. I don't care. Let them develop. They're 19, 20, 21 years old. Now all these dudes are gonna turn you know and get their All Star appearances and do everything else around the league and. Do it somewhere else. And I'm be looking at the New Orleans Pelicans like, damn, this is like the bizarro Lakers that I would have been rooting for. But now, either win the title or pray you don't get injured. Uh, all, all these old-ass dudes who, who are going to break down during the season. And, you know, you, you have no draft picks. You have no future. You, you really just stuck up the creek till 2028 at this point. I hate everything well, about it. Well, not that far, but I get, I get the joke, though. I, I hate everything about the construction of this team. Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard, LeBron, all these people. I do not take solace in them wearing my team's jersey at all. So, West Conference Finals? Second round. To who? Whoever. Who will beat them in the second round? Like, I, I mean, I, I mean, I imagine, like... If they were to uh, have have injury issues, of course, they can end up in like playing the Clippers in the second round or whatever else. But like outside of that, like I don't really see how they get into a playoff series and then bow out before the second round, given that you know Clay's injury and just like there is nothing. Like I just don't know how any team's going to be able to contain um, an AD LeBron pick and roll game for a whole forty eight minutes. I just don't see how that's going to how anybody's going to be able to do that outside of just um you know the defensive forces that is like paul george and Kawhi leonard and uh beverly like around the perimeter outside of that, i don't really see how that's how they stop that that sort of thing that's just me you're talking about the nuggets who will be another year better they're still way younger and they're who's their second best player jamal murray who's their best player jokic who's guarding him who's guarding jokic yeah Shit, who knows? Because you know Anthony Davis, he don't want to play center because he's pie. Um, the answer, the answer <laughs> is Anthony Davis. That's why I don't really buy the Nuggets as a as a real like. They're 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 a nice team with a center as their best player in 2019. Like it doesn't shoot threes like that, so I'm not really I'm not really buying it. Like not when it comes to in a regular season, yeah, they'll get people, but like you got a game plan for that. Like you watched some of their games last year, like they're they're easy to guard. 
or they're kind of easy to guard. I don't want to say they're easy, but they're kind of easy to guard. I mean, I can see the Blazers if the Blazers get healthy with with uh, Collins and everything, like you know, they can cause some type of uh, matchup problems because you know you have all that space with um, Lillard pulling up from you know forty feet and all that sort of thing, and um, you know maybe McCollum takes a step up another level. Really? You know, it's been he's been like, like this kind of level for a few years now. Maybe you know maybe there's room for him to grow some, it's, uh, you know, in c- continuity amongst like. The guys are always going to have the ball. Could I, could I help? But the Lakers I just aren't, aren't going to be able to guard a soul. That's a that's a good point guard. Not going to be able to guard anybody with Rajon Rondo out there. And then Rondo's not going to Rondo's not going to close games though. Like you, I understand your the frustration with having a dude that was that sorry come back for another year for money for for some type of for for less than the minimum. KCP. I get that. But but he's not going to play, bro. This. I hate this team. But I look at, I, I get it. it. Yeah, I get it. Like you, you had to. I get. I, I get that. But like my whole thing is like you talk about the other guys gonna be future all stars. I'm thinking like who the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't, I don't look, see Lonzo, Ingram, Randall. Lonzo, can Lonzo stay healthy enough to make an all star team? I mean, now that he's away from this training staff, apparently, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Wait. So, so I understand it. I believe they fired that entire training staff in New Orleans. But like the training staff that couldn't keep Anthony Davis healthy for. For a good chunk of years, going to keep Lonzo healthy. Like I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not believing that shit. I'm just not. Um, but no, you know, I they meant, fire I'm, people, I'm, but I'm I don't at, know who the they Lakers. do to replace them with. I, I meant the Lakers training squad. No, but I'm saying like Lonzo, you're expecting Lonzo to be healthy in a place that doesn't keep players healthy is what I'm historically. Well, so it's like he got traded to another place. It's, it's probably be bad for him to stay healthy. That's that's kind of what I'm getting at. I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, Anthony Davis doesn't miss. You know. 15 games due to a hangnail or something. So, um, I guess, uh, we, we, we should go ahead and get to, uh, this wrestling. So, um, yeah. yeah. Can't believe these fuckers. Um, <laughs> this uh, man is so upset about a backup center. Fuck him. <laughs> so and that's the, that's the best thing I knew is I knew you were so upset. I'm like, he's so upset, but this dude's only played like maybe 15 minutes a game. If that, I don't understand why he's gonna be so bad <laughs> because he left. And the other thing is, like, if I was if, fine if, when if, he left, hold on, hold on. If he had stayed in 2000 for 2014 in the future, right? It's not the fact he had, that he stayed. Hold on. If he, I'm gonna ask you, if he had stayed, like, what difference would that have made for you? Because, like, him and Kobe didn't get along. Kobe didn't want to hand the, the reins over. Kobe and had Kobe just blown right. his fucking Achilles. Y'all were gonna stink anyway. Kobe was right. Like, like if Dwight Howard is better and, 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 you know, he puts more of himself into, you know, that season, maybe Kobe doesn't have to play 48 minutes a game at the end of the year to, to blow his damn Achilles out. I'm sorry. Are we talking about the season where Dwight Howard played with a torn labrum throughout most of the season? Are we talking about that season? No. That was when he had the back. No, the back was, the, was his last Orlando season. He tore his labrum during the during the Lakers season, and played and led the league in, in rebounds that year. But we call him soft, yeah, because we don't like him, not because of reality. Yeah, like soft. you want to say mentally soft, cool, but like as far as like that dude's not tough. Nah, I'm not buying that. He came out there and looked like a whole hoe, a a a a absolute hoe in the playoff series against Tim Duncan. Got thrown out, ejected, was out here crying. Just bad, bad memories. Just, just, 
I, I, I don't I don't seem to recall in 2011 when they got swept and uh, your boy Bynum got himself ejected by by knocking a little dude out of the sky. I don't remember you calling Bynum slot for that. Uh, you know, it is what it is. We can move on. Or we, I, I, I tend to remember things, but we can move on. We can keep going in circles about this or we can move on to wrestling. I mean. Play, play it how you want to play it. I mean, Bynum wasn't soft. <laughs> Dwight Howard didn't get thrown out for, uh, you know, hitting somebody. He yeah, because he, he got thrown out for crying. The air, it makes you tough when you're getting swept. Hey, that, that that's what they call the Knicks, right? I don't, you know, I don't vouch. You know, I don't vouch for the Knicks at all. That was '90 Knicks teams or the Heat teams from the '90s either, or the Pacers. Learn how to play basketball and stop trying to hurt people. So, um, we got a couple things this week. Couple big uh, things on the news radar. Uh, I guess we can start with the injuries first before we get to the preview uh, for All Out. So, John Moxley caught a case of the MRSA. A case of the MRSA? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, the funny way you said that. Yeah. So, um, his elbow, uh, this is the same elbow he's notorious, he's had, you know, a history with. Uh, apparently, he picked it up when he was over in Japan. Don't know, you know, the, the situation behind that. Won't speculate. But uh, this dude is out. Uh, he's going to be under the knife very, very soon. Um, you know, sucks for him because, you know, this is probably the best run of his career uh, that he was on. He was going into, you know, a huge match against Kenny Omega at All Out. Fresh off his appearance in the G1. He's all over the American Indies. And uh, it sucks for him uh, that, you know, this kind of happens. And But... You know, he this, supposedly he's going to be out for about four weeks, uh, and he should be good to go by the time uh, AEW starts on TNT. And, uh, yeah, what what'd you think when, when this news came across, uh, you know, the, the timeline? So, I had heard something about he has a type of injury he was dealing with um, a few days, maybe even a week before this. Um, and nobody, nobody really speculated that it was MRSA, but I'm thinking like, oh, okay, he's injured. He's been doing, you know, the G1. He's been working these any dates, you know, like he's been, he's been, you know, he hit the ground running for real. Uh, then you hear his MRSA and I'm like, oh, okay, so this is something beyond just a simple injury. This is something that's really serious because he had MRSA before after he had the surgery in late 2018. I'm sorry, uh, late 2017. Um, that's what delayed his, uh, his return for so long. Like he should have been back like around like after WrestleMania season for or something like, or, you know, early summer type of deal. And then end up taking him all the way out to until, um, SummerSlam of 2018. So, uh, you know, then you heard the stories about like rumors that he, you know, he almost died or whatever during recovery, um, at one point. So it's, it's, uh, so, you know, like mercy ain't nothing to fuck with, right? Like, um, it, you know, so, you know, you can lose, you can lose your life, you can lose your arm. So they, you know, so, you know, hopefully, you know, things work out for him because, you know, whatever it takes, you know, however long it takes or whatever else, he needs to worry about that first and foremost and fuck Russell until he can get that fixed. Yeah. And, um, he was, uh, like, usually like, I looked up like some of the treatments. Now people that, uh, listen to this show. Do not come at me like you came at Dave Meltzer when he looked up the treatments and diagnosis for Roman Reigns and, you know, 
when, when when he had uh, leukemia. And, oh yeah, and, and one, didn't it turn out that like he that Meltzer was quote unquote right, even though like in one like yes. in, in, in one in like Meltzer was saying that he was lying. He was saying that that Roman misspoke, and then people jumped on him for saying, "How dare you say that someone doesn't yes. know the diagnosis?" Like, well, you're you're right, but in this case, he was he was actually right this time. Yeah, I mean, like most cases, I'm like, look, I wouldn't have went there. I'd have been like. You can have that. Leave that alone. I'm gonna. I'm gonna went into that territory. He stepped into the danger zone. He was right, but he still stepped into the danger zone. I would have done that, but you know, yeah. I don't know, man. So like, I was looking it up, and you know, a lot of times MRSA can be handled with like antibiotics, and usually right. it's like ten days or something like that. But uh, since this is a recurring issue, he was like, "Fuck that! Give me the knife!" Like, <laughs> so uh, the knife like pushes it to like a month. Of course, uh, I I don't really know. Uh, that much about uh, the MRSA stuff, but uh, best wishes to John Moxley. Hopefully, he comes back uh, because AEW definitely needs him. He's someone that you know a lot of the folks that uh, you know have have curiosity uh, in AEW. Uh, you know, he's one of the folks that that bring a lot of those people in, and yep. he's uh, you know that was a big match that was going to happen. But um, and I think you know th- this shit that's kind of. Um, they just lost it. their main event. They, 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 I mean, they replaced it with a better match. Um, and a be- th- yes, a better match, but not like a better build or a better draw. Well, the thing is, the Moxley match. I think you know if you are able to build that on TV, I and get to that, and you know, supposedly it's going to happen at whatever next pay per view they do is Moxley and Omega. You can pretty much sell tickets again without right, 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 right. <laughs> without right. you know right. doing a finish essentially and hurting either one of them so you know uh you know a happy accident you know one can say if you want to look at it that way um so this is like when uh this is like when uh roman had the mumps and your boy uh bray had meningitis no no, so so that one just helped that card, right? Because they had to, you know, give us like eighty thousand Finn Balor, but it didn't like they didn't do the the same match down the road for like you know. Oh yeah, that's right. Better... Because you know, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're they, right. They did not do the same match. Later. Yeah, you're right about that. Like AEW will come back to Kenny versus uh, Moxley. So, um, I th- you I... sure? Hold, hold, quick question. Like. Because it's short nose right before the big, a uh, big cornerstone tentpole main event. Do you think like we'll get to whatever uh, Moxley in? Uh, <laughs> you think we'll get to whatever Moxley in Omega match, and then like we'll throw somebody in there to make it a three way that nobody wants? Do you think we'll do that? I I, I feel like, do you confident. Think, you think we'll put MJF in this bitch and just shove him in there for no reason? I feel confident that Tony Khan will not do that. <laughs> You sure? That, you sure they want Charlotte Flair this up? I, I one will only hope. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I can't look. I can't wait for Moxie to come out here and tell us it's fake. I can't. I can't wait. Um. So yeah. That, you know, Tony Khan and the whole family is a bunch of carnies. They um. I can't believe they did that shit. That shit happened this year, Rich. Think how long this year has felt. Bro. They did that this year. They made Ronda Rousey expose the business on the their whole own business TV is fake. this year. The whole business is fake. <laughs> just, oh my god, that was just oh my god! I can't wait to fuck out of here, draft. I'm gonna shoot all on that damn match uh, in the build. 
but, you know, minutes later, after that news broke, uh, Kenny Omega sent out a tweet like, stay tuned. And I, 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 my mind immediately started rumbling. I was like, if we get this match, we were supposed to quote-unquote get before. And then literally a minute later, the uh, graphic came through, Pac versus Kenny Omega. I was like, yes, 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 yes. Incredible match. Um, you know, if you look up and down the AEW roster, there are not that many people I trust to like produce, like, you know, th- that Kenny Omega can have a Kenny Omega match with. Pac is one of those guys. So, yep. <laughs> so putting that on the card, that's like, what? Strap in, niggas. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> what would you think about uh, the addition? And then Pac, you know, his he makes his return, uh, you know, from quote-unquote exile from AEW, you know, whenever he couldn't, you know, do his deal before. And that's all cleared up depending on who you ask. Some people think it's a visa issue. Others, are, you know, they report it as a creative difference before, especially with Dragon Gate. Now he's not the Dragon Gate champion, and he ends up immediately back in AEW. So, Figure it out for yourselves which story you believe. So, uh, what what do you think about this Kenny and uh, Pac match? I mean, if that's you know, if we're gonna lose the Kenny in in um, Moxie match, then this is a hell of a replacement, a hell of a standing, right? Um, I you know, you ask me what would have been a better, what's it gonna be a better match uh, as far as a a wrestled match, technically speaking, in uh, from athletic standpoint, is obviously the the pot match. So you know, um, so that's a it's still an it's still a thumbs up uh, match that people want to see anyway. Um, you know, it kind of sucks that we weren't able to get Pac in and established before um, before we got to this point. But it is what it is, and you know, I think this was. I feel like, like, a- I feel like we're gonna rip it up anyway for like twenty minutes, and it's gonna be great. Yeah, I, I think this is like a break the glass. Uh- kind of moment because supposedly he was going to be a surprise on the show anyway i don't know what he was slated to do um it'd been cool if he went out there and fucked uh <laughs> your boy um oh oh my god i can't remember his name he's about to be he's about to lose the championship to jericho hangman page. hangman page yes yes i'm gonna stream like he's forgotten son yeah like it'd, wow. been, it'd been funny if like him or mjf would have screwed him out of their out of their match and pull him away from the title picture but you know Either way, uh, I'm interested to see what he does. Like, obviously, you still have that matchup play with, with, with Hangman. You know, I, I mean, I don't know about I don't know about you, but I feel like Pac at this point, like he shouldn't he should be in the top. He should be the fifth person in the top five. Like, he shouldn't be like he shouldn't necessarily be uh, in head to head fused with you know, like the Hangmans and MJFs and jungle boys and havocs of the world he should probably be shot into you know the moxley cody kenny um range yeah yeah i i think that's like the natural landing spot for him and it also uh the addition of Pac for AEW, it gives them like someone that's a heel that is a incredible wrestler that you know, someone like MJF necessarily isn't right now. Like, right, right. like he's got ultra credibility as far as like a worker and they need that uh, at the top of the card, you know, cause you know, if you look around, it's quietly kind of thin there. So, so, um, uh, and, and you know, there's guys that, that do that are great at what they do. Like, you know, uh, like Jericho or Cody, like, but when we're just like, Hey, no gimmicks, go out there and rip this shit up. Like, 
I I couldn't think of many other guys I'd like, you know, that are free in the market, you know, than Pac right now. So, um, also there was a leg injury with Phoenix. Apparently he was doing a match somewhere and there were, there were, uh, you know, fears that he had broke his leg or something, but apparently he had spoke with Ty Valkyrie. She came out and said, you know, it's not broken, no break, and he ended up wrestling, but taking it kind of easy. And I think he's probably going to be, you know, you know, on eggshells this week. They're they're going to wrap that man in bubble wrap to get him to the show. And I expect him by the time the show comes to just, you know, shoot, you know, that adrenaline is going to take over, and I think he'll be, you know, fine. Uh, whenever he, you know, gets in there and, you know, they can lean on Pentagon to do all that stuff. And I'm sure Nick Jackson has no, no problem flying off of ladders. If you know his, that gentleman's work and ladder matches. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> it sucks that he's, you know, he's going to be ding, have a major ding on him or injury that he's going to work through, uh, for a ladder match, you know, ladder matches are inherently dangerous. Like it's, look, it, humans aren't meant to wrestle anyway. And then you want to wrestle off shit that you know from that you jump off of and stuff falls on you and you know some of these things are metal and can scrape you up and cut you and nick you and all that sort of things then you want to throw oh yeah and he's also on one wheel like great outstanding like so i think they're gonna have another i think they're gonna have another kick-ass match between uh those two teams but you know i feel like um i feel like they might have to rely on more storytelling things uh in their match to get over because of because of what Phoenix will lack athletically, and it might actually make for a better match as opposed to just spot porn. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, and, and if you're the uh, Lucha Brothers, you're showing up to that fucking uh, show because this is right. your, your chance to get a win uh, over the Bucks. <laughs> like, yeah, like you know, this this, this this promotion is you know they're they're making wins and losses count. Um, you know, their tag team tournament is coming up, you know, this is for the triple A tag team title. So I don't think the bucks are winning. So you better get your, all you got to do is get to the building and show you can go and you can get your hands raised, uh, after having, you know, a good match or whatever. But, um, yeah, man. So I, I guess we should just go into the full preview for, uh, all out, all out is this Saturday. Um, also like next week, we're going to have Chad Matthews on to review, uh, all out, and it looks like an interesting card on paper. Uh, you know, I think the Pot Kenny match actually, like, it lifts the uh, ceiling a little bit. So um, let me just pull this card up here. So, uh, you know, on, it looks like the pre-show is uh, like that. Like, no one has to worry about the pre-show being ass um, <laughs> on this you show. You sure about that? I am positive. How are we positive? <laughs> I know there's one good match on there, but like, isn't like there's one, there's a they're doing the the casino battle royal again, except with women. Yeah. Um, and the last one they did, uh, with the men stunk. So you know, you know, hopefully they learn uh, lessons from the first one to make it better, or it just stink again. And the concept is needs to be like something that needs to be, you know, reconsidered or something. We'll see. Like if they can't get it right in the second try, in the second pass, and you know, they might need to fold this one up. Fold it up, brother possibly so um yeah as, as we mentioned um the 21 woman casino battle royal now there are just like various people in this 
Uh, we got Nyla Rose, we got Britt Baker, Allie, Brandy, Teal Piper, who apparently has never had a match before, who's Roddy Piper's daughter. Uh, you know, Cody Travis in the nepotism. Um, <laughs> um, Eva Lee, Jazz, Big School. Like, what, what a shocker. A second generation wrestler traffics in the nepotism. <laughs> so, uh, Jazz is returning. Bro, you know, you and Jazz got the same haircut right now. Oh wow! Yeah, we we sort of do. We yep. sort of do. Was well, so I think last time we saw Jazz was at that um was at what Orlando, right? Yes. Orlando WrestleMania weekend. Yes. Yeah, uh, it was at the was it the women's WrestleCon Super Show? Yes. Yeah, that's last time I saw her. She was uh, yeah. Uh. She was, yeah. Last time we saw her, she was uh. But I mean, like you know, also in that car we saw like Sierra, uh, like Sierra Hogan. Um, Shayna Baszler was in an intergender match with Joey Ryan of all people. Yeah, that was a that was a doozy. Um, oh my God, what's her name? Um, uh, she she was once with LAX. Um, can't remember her name. Diamante, I think. I know or, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, she was really good in it, and she was in a three way. Um, so yeah, like there there are people out there still to get. Uh. You know, they, they mentioned Eva Lee. She's going to be there. Like, who else do you expect to see as uh, a surprise, I guess? So, so or big, who would you like to see as a surprise? So, before we get there, uh, there's Big Swole. There's also Sadie Gibbs, who's confirmed. Uh, Big Swole is Ariel Monroe. Tons of charisma. Um, I would like to see Mercedes Martinez. Uh, I would like to see, you know, Nicole Savoy, if they can get her. Uh, I don't know, you know, her status, like, as far as contracts and everything like that. Um, and you know, where someone can pop up, you know, I think, you know, all the, the, the folks that are, that work for impact, they're all off the table, like Taya and Jordan Grace and, um, uh, Tessa, like they're all off the table. Uh, maybe you're talking about me. Dude, dude, I don't know why, but when you were struggling to find Tessa's name for some reason, cause you said impact, like I thought Brooke, like Brooke Hogan instead of Whoa. Tessa. <laughs> And I was Whoa. like, wait, that's a whole nother regime ago. Yeah. That's, that's regimes upon regimes ago. I'm like, yo, <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yep. And, um, you know, you, you know, Kenny's doing his, uh, a date over and, you know, he just came back from New Japan or, or he just came back from Japan. Um, you know, who knows what he secured while he was over there as far as folks from Tokyo Joshi Pro or um, even stardom. So I would expect one stardom surprise. I would also say in in exchange for, you know, like the Riho thing, like, you know, like, yeah, you know, you can, you know, have a couple of days on her. Can we get someone from you for the Battle Royal? Maybe one of those folks. I think you're talking about Miyu. Uh, what's her last name? Uh, from Tokyo Joshi, Joshi Pro? Yeah. Miyu Yamashita. Maybe you're talking about her. Um, yeah. I, yeah. She, um, I, uh, as far as the starting thing, I don't know as far as the reho, as far as it being a kickback or whatever else, but like, because you know, her deal was before, um, she signed with, uh, stardom. So, you know, it might not, it might, who, who, so who knows how that all works, but I mean, there's plenty of talent. Um, I'd have to look at the dates for, uh, what's going on with the, uh, the five star to see who's available. Like I, I peeped, you know, I've been, we've been peeping this for a while. Like, um, when was, um, B Priestley going to have her bye week and, or have her bye uh, see like if that matches up with her being able to fly, you know, across the con- across the globe to all in. She she'll be able to make that trip. So I imagine I expect kind of expect her to be in it. Yeah. Um, but I haven't looked at the rest of it to see, see anybody else on the roster because I I just think you know that's I didn't think that that could actually happen. But you know I'll probably think about it later. Yeah, man. Tony gonna send the jet. 
And then, um, you know, also on the pre-show, we got Private Party versus Angelico and Jack Evans. And my God, this is Rich Ladders Pro Wrestling. Uh, this is going to be nothing but flips, high spots, and just non-stop action i i don't anticipate many chin locks uh being being put on here and i'm looking for a private party to get the win uh to get launched into their match against the uh, young bucks on week two of uh you know their tv yeah i i can see that as well um this could be a this could be like the mini pre-show version of uh young bucks versus lucha bros from all from the, I'm sorry from um, double or nothing. It's yeah. like yeah, we're just gonna go out there. We're just gonna do a bunch of you know a whole bunch of shit and like you know y'all will love it. Get it popping. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, on the main card, uh, we got uh, Rio versus Karushita. Their first time ever facing off. They've uh, wrestled in the same circles for uh, supposedly like ten years, and they've done a bunch of tag team matches. They've never faced each other in a singles match. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sensing some new Japan style, like kind of booking here. So if these ladies are getting the solo match here, uh, whoever wins, is going to mean something for them. Uh, where are you leaning on this one, James? I think a car shooting needs to win. Um, I mean, we haven't seen her since, have we not seen her since, uh, double or nothing? Yes, that that's it. Right. And she got to pin in that match, but that's the last time we, uh, we've seen her, um, Riho won that three-way at uh, Fight for the Fallen, so I think that you know you kind of passed you know Fighter passed the, the sorry Fighter Fest, and she actually took the pinfall yeah, sorry, at Fighter Fight for Fest. the Fallen. Yes, uh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, so I forgot the pre-show match. So yeah, um, for Fight for the Fallen. Yeah, so I think you know you pass that down, and then you get her ready for you know um, TV, and she'd be you know one half of the. Uh, first ever women's title match. Yep, run it. Um, <clears throat> then there's a uh, three way match with um, Darby. Well, well, real quick. Now, as far as uh, as far as like the, the the style of that match, I mean, I I really couldn't tell you because I don't really I haven't really watched much um, Akara Shida. I've really only seen um, her stuff when she's like fighting from underneath. Uh, so I don't know how she would work against a woman for a full match um, of any type of time against someone that she's like much bigger than. So I really couldn't tell you how that's going to go. Like maybe it's like is it <laughs> maybe a similar situation where like when Shawn Michaels used to fight Waltman and he was just like, let me show you the gorilla press slam. I'll show you the, 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 the Shawn Michaels big man offense. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually thought about this recently. I saw somebody that's like that's normally small versus someone smaller. Actually, it was a uh, it was a Zumi and, and uh, Mayu. You know, Mayu's real thin. She got her fighting a sixteen year old, so it's like she gets to show off. You know, some of the some of the strength. Yes. Uh, you know, the, the power offense. Yes. Uh, so there's a three-way match, uh, and this is just going to be a fucking war. <laughs> uh, Darby Allen, Joey Janela, and Jimmy Havoc. All these oh my men God. in search. going to die. All these men in search of their first win in AEW. This match, the story behind it is, you know, they were teammates uh, at the last show, but, you know, they they were upset with, with each other that, they, they, they cause each other all the wins. And, you know, I'm 0-1, you know, I'm 0-2, like, you know, something like that. They've had a brawl, like, backstage. Um, I, you know, this could go a bunch of different ways. You know, Jimmy Havis kind of been like the whipping boy and not really, you know, stood out a ton, in my opinion. Uh, Joey Janelle had to, had a match against Moxley that was well-received, and Darby Allen had to match against Cody as well that was well-received. I, you know, if it's me, I'm I'm going with Darby Allen. I think he has the highest ceiling of the three, even though Joey Janela is kind of like 
he's a <laughs> he's a cult favorite, and I think he's um he's incredibly valuable but you you don't ever have to let him win like he's <laughs> winning and losing oh, come on. winning and losing ain't going to necessarily make Joey Janela so um yeah i expect this to be violent i expect there to be blood maybe in in this one and on the undercard i mean you know it, oh, like hold on the phrase intentional blood I, like I, can de- I can definitely see blood, but intentional blood. I, I don't think they'll be blading. Let's just say that. Like, okay. I think something will happen. Like, oh, <laughs> like so. Like, yeah, some stuff that's gonna be like you can hear. You can hear me already saying, "You goddamn dummies! Yep. Why would you do something so dumb?" Yep, yep. Uh, and I, I think I'll love it. So, uh, any, any, any thoughts on this match? <sighs> I pray for their safety. That's 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 really. That's, it. that's really all. That's really all I got. Um, any of the three could win, and I'd be okay with it. Um, if it were me, um, I'd probably go with with Darby Allen to try to set up, uh, you know, something down the line with maybe um, Jungle Boy, or you know, he gets a shot at MJF, that sort of thing. Um, but you know, I, I kind of try to capitalize on what happened with um, was that at at Fighter Fest with 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 Cody, and then also the kind of reception he got at Fight for the Fallen and try to springboard that too. All right, we got him a win. He's not just he's not just someone that's going to, you know, just stick around. Like, he can actually win. So, you know, here's somebody that we can use that's really young. That's how I would – that's how – my my sort of thinking on it. Um, you know, if – you know, I don't know what – you can give – but you can give any of the three a win and it wouldn't be – and it would work for any of the three, honestly. But that just yeah. from my thinking, I would go with Darby Allen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> next match, um, we've got Cody versus Sean Spears. Now the bill for this has been excellent. Um, started with a chair shot at fighter fest, uh, in, um, it's gone into Sean Spears completely rebranding himself as this, you know, th- th- this resentful, smart thinking, cunning, uh, athlete who's, you know, he resents being called a, a good hand uh, because it's been the kiss of death for his whole career. This is a personal rivalry. Um, the interviews for this match have been awesome between Brandy ripping Sean Spears down for three minutes straight um, to Sean Spears sitting down with Jim Ross to Tully Blanchard's injection here to Cody. You know, they're showing him working out at his high school, running the stadium steps, different stuff like that. Um, coming in and, you know, the psychology of like, yeah, Cody actually doesn't want to sign this contract, but Cody walks in, signs the contract, doesn't say a word, and then Sean Spears is flabbergasted. Uh, if you told me this match was happening and I was going to be excited about it a year ago, I would have been like, you're fucking lying. Um, <laughs> but I am here for it, and I think these two are going to do really well here. What? What are your impressions on uh, this uh, Cody and Sean Spears thing? And who needs to win? Oh, man. Um, for me personally, I think Cody needs to win. But because uh, I don't really see, you know, if we're, how Sean Spears is what, the number two heel in the company, right? No. Where we have him? I would probably have him at like three or four. 
Who, okay, so besides Jericho, who are you putting in front of him? I would put Pac in front of him. I would put... Maybe, oh, oh I fair would enough. Put, I wasn't counting him because he's not officially there yet, but okay, yeah. All right, cool. All right. MJF possibly above him. You think so? I think MJF is going to... Uh, okay, yeah, I'd probably say you got to put Sean Spears there for now, just based on positioning. And MJF is strangely not on this card. I think there's an injury issue there. Mm. Something with the elbow. Um, <clears throat> but... Um, so for me, I, I'm thinking about that as like, okay, well, he can lose to Cody. Um, I don't, I don't really know how much legs are in, um, Spears as a top of the mid card heel or, you know, or potentially doing pinch hit duty for a main event as a heel. Um, I, I guess I gotta, I kind of have to see it first for me personally. Um, I mean, he's doing a great job so far from everything I've heard. Um, you know, I, I fucking hated the, uh, you know, him circumcising uh, Cody's head. Uh, but, you know, shit happens. The, the it was chairman. dumb, but shit happens. Huh? The, the chairman. Yeah, the chairman. Um, I, I love the promo that uh, that Brandy did. That's the only one I saw. I'm not really watching um, the Road 2s or anything like that. But, yeah, I I just I, I kind of I, I want to see it for them before I fully be like before I'm fully in all in on it. But like so far, the stuff I've heard from it is just really good stuff, especially with Tully's involvement and like what the hell. So it's like that you know what the hell is Tully Blanchard doing with this asshole? It's like oh okay, this ass to this ass to the sleeves. Yes, yeah. Um, I, I've heard a lot of like arguments both ways in this, and you can always come back to this match and get. Cody win, you know, later on. And this is Sean Spears' first match uh, as a single in AEW. Um, I think you can go either way uh, because Cody's going to be ridiculously over. And I don't know. If, if somebody's super over like that, beating him, I'm not really a fan of like that. But uh, I think for what they're trying to do with Spears, he could use a win. Mm-hmm. We'll just yeah. have to see how it how it plays out because I and, and you know this is a theme of, of this card. It's like the booking matters. You care about like whoever's going to win is going to you know it feels like it impacts them going forward. So yeah, and another thing is like I think it's also the 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 newness of the federation um, to where you're kind of uh, inside that promotion. You're kind of wondering like, all right, is it going to be more like New Japan's booking to where it's like it doesn't matter about the number who the number of people that go up or down on the card, whether they're you know they're likable or not, um, or if it's more about you know we are trying to position this person for something important in the future, so therefore that person needs to win. Um, and you're I'm still trying to get caught. I'm still caught between like, and obviously there's more than one way to book, but I'm more caught between like the way that New Japan books and the way that WWE books. And like for me, if this is booked like a WWE show, right? You look at, we think that Kenny is going to beat Pac. We think that Jericho is going to win the top title. Um, you got to get a new challenger up. Like, it would make sense for Cody to, to beat this dude. But then you think, like, all right, well, he can always... Cody's more over, so you're trying to have this dude mean something in the future. So, you know, for the sake of, you know... Um, what that loss or what a loss or sorry, what beating him can do in the, you know, in the future, you probably should have Sean Spears win. So it's kind of, you know, and mind you, they've uh, advertised Sean yeah. Spears and matches um, for the TV already. They did advertise against, him against, against Moxley, people him, him against Moxley. So 
Yeah, all right. Makes then you think like I right. think he's gonna win. So he's gonna win now. Now that you say that, yeah, he's gonna win. So it's like, where are they going with it? And then Moxley, he's kind of like in the middle. I don't know what he is in AEW. I think he's a face. So, um, yeah, man. So this is gonna be interesting. And I think they're gonna bleed. These guys are definitely gonna bleed. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, we we just gotta you know hop on the WWE network and find some random NWA match, and we'll be able to figure out which one they're doing. Um, you know, midway yeah, through. I, I I just hope, I just hope that. Um, I hope that whatever like wonky shit that happens, and hopefully there's nothing that's really wonky in this match. Like you know, Cody decides to heal it up for a few minutes to try to get some sympathy on on Sean Spears for like four minutes before they like go back to like their regular rules. Like just have a straight like you're the baby face, you're the heel, just wrestle. You know, and if it gets and if it gets crazy, it gets crazy, and that's fine. But like you know, Cody has you know Cody has a has a chance as a tendency to you know take it like one or two steps too far and towards like you don't understand what's happening for you know short stretching um in any of these shows like yeah. you look at all in with um i'm sorry you look at all in with uh with all this and you're just like wait was the ddp thing i don't under i don't get that part or you know or when you know the tag match fight for the fall and with with the young bucks is like wait they're heels now for these this five minutes and now they're heels so like Let's just let's just have a straightforward match, grudge match between good guy, bad guy. They want to beat each other's ass. Yeah, uh, I one hundred percent agree because that that's one thing about Cody that's confusing um, with some of the presentation. Because then, like, he worked some of the. That even goes back to the Dustin match. Like, yeah, he worked heel that whole match, and then he's like, "I want my older brother." Like, what? <laughs> I don't. I, I'm confused here. I don't understand. What are you? What are you doing? Um, there is also another match on the card. We got a tag team match between the best friends in the Dark Order. The winner receives the first round bye in the tag team tournament. Um, I'm not really into the Dark Order gimmick. I don't think anybody is. They're good wrestlers. Um, the Minions thing is weird. Uh, all these dudes running around the mats looking like sex slaves. I don't really understand this whole deal. Uh, but the best friends, they're a, you know, quality team that has just been, you know, around the world for years and you know we know what they're capable of i think they're going to take this opportunity to establish the dark order though they're going to give them that first round buy uh being that their heels that kind of plays into them not having to work as hard uh putting if you put the best friends over you know them getting a buy isn't necessarily as meaningful and i think you can put the best friends like you can plug them into the tournament to uh you know do a little bit more uh, we'll see where it goes, but I, I'm liking the Dark Order in this one. Yeah, same here. I don't really think... Uh, I think it's kind of a slam dunk that they're going to win. Um, yeah, besides that, uh, this they are going to have to... This is their first time they're having a straight tag team match here, and they are right. going to have to impress. And this crowd is... Well, there are a few things that have not worked uh, with the crowd in AEW, right? And they're one of them. And they are one of them. <laughs> so. Yeah, like they need to have like a, um, like a War Raiders type squash match and just beat the piss out of them. Like you know, this stuff. Some of this stuff is weird, but like if you just beat the piss out of these dudes, then like you know, 
you, you could be like, all right, like it ain't really working, but like I feel the passion, like I right, feel the, right. I feel the energy, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and then you know the the three big matches left, like we've got uh, Lucha Brothers and Young Bucks for the AAA tag team title. We kind of touched on it earlier. I think this yeah. is going to be if you've ever seen a Young Bucks ladder match, uh, you already know what it is. Uh, you know, Pentagon and Phoenix are, you know, they're they're built for this type of um, smoke. Okay, was the Supercard um, in New Orleans uh, that we the Supercard of Honor in, in New Orleans that we went to um, WrestleMania weekend in um, eighteen? Yeah, is that the best ladder match you ever saw in in person? I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I, would have I, to I don't say think you have I've seen me, that many ladder matches in person. That, so that would be. Well, I, yeah. I know you see more wrestling like shows with like you know like WWF stuff during the '90s, and I did like you attended. So I was wondering if you ever saw like a like some type of Shawn Michaels '90s in your house, <laughs> maybe a ladder match. So that was on that I forgot about. So that's why I asked you. But like for me, the answer is yes too. Yeah, um, Nick Jackson is an absolute psychopath. Matt's also um, you know he's not as nuts as Nick, but he will buy it and wear it. He'll work. He'll work the bat. Yes. Like he'll he'll sell the back. I mean, back yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. And, and he'll fall through tables like from any distance. So, <laughs> um, Phoenix, you know, we'll see if he can be the human highlight reel that we know he is. And I think Pentagon will, you know, he'll do his zero meadow thing, and the whole crowd will get into it. I've seen it, you know, a million times now. Um, but I think there's gonna be a a, fuck, a fucking hell of a match, and you know, I think the Lose Brothers are gonna get that win that everybody wants. Yep, same here. So, uh, and that'll send the Bucks into the tournament. The Bucks are you were like, fuck that. We don't want to buy. We're going to go into the first round. Um, you know, if, if we're talking about the first tag team champions, I don't know if the Bucks necessarily need to be the first tag team champions. Maybe because, you know, they are the fucking young Bucks. But <laughs> um, looking at the tournament, you know, they're set up to fight private party. Who knows where they go from there? You still got teams like SCU uh, lurking around who are ridiculously over. They're strangely absent from this show as well. Uh, you got to give Daniels a break, you know? Yeah, you know. Uh, that man's doing two jobs, you know. That man's <laughs> head, of, head of talent relations or whatever. Um, but, yeah, man. Uh, then, of course, we got Pac and Kenny Omega. What more, you know, can we really say? The match is going to be raw. You know, for me, I think Kenny should win here. Um, you – he's the ace, ultimately, and – they can use him to give Pac a win. I, I won't, you know, put that past him and establish Pac being his first match here. But I don't think you want to send that message with Kenny, you know, losing matches that that don't necessarily mean something. Like the match he lost to Jericho meant something that because they were launching Jericho to go fight Okada, and that's kind of like an unspoken thing that that kind of happened. So uh, I don't know what comes out of a loss against Pac for Kenny. And, you know, they've got, if, if you look forward to the AWTV, it's the Elite versus Jericho and two guys. I don't know where Pac fits in that scenario. So, you know, best bow machine. What you thinking on this one? Yeah, if this had been the original match, I would have said Moxie should win. But um, now that it's Pac, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say Kenny. Um, I don't know what that means for Kenny's future outside of he, that means he still needs to do this damn match with Moxley. And then we'll see like where we are from there. Um, I think the TV after the TV will kind of um, impact where, you know, people need to, you know, get their wins and losses uh, for future cards. But like for his purposes right now, like, yeah, it definitely needs to be Kenny. Um, 
and you know, I think I think you know. What what do you say in the over under? Uh, four and three quarters. I'll say four and a half. Just four and because, a half. Just because okay. you know, Pac. Like, <clears throat> I don't like. He does a lot of great character wrestling. Like he's been doing that a lot lately. I just wonder if like, like I know Kenny's gonna have this this attitude. Like, yo, let's fucking break the scale, right? <laughs> Hopefully, it's a it's a place where Pac's not like, yeah, we're I'm gonna show you how to be a bastard in this match, and it just drops the stick and is like, all right. Let's fucking do it because I know they can. So, um, you know, and I'll be looking forward to uh, Dave Fenshaw's reaction to this match. We'll, we'll be Why live you, in the building. Why do you say that? Why he, do you say he, it like that? Because you know, you know, he wrote off Pac or Neville, you know, some time ago. Uh, you know. Oh yeah, he did that cap and like yeah, we like he said that about it about he's not the wrestler. Da 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 da. And then like he felt that like. Now you know after whatever happened with that that situation, WWE he decided to 180 on what, the way he felt about Pac. Even though like we have articles of that man saying that he's like one of the best workers, it's like yeah yeah I forgot about that totally forgot. Yeah, what up, Dave? Totally so, <laughs> but um yeah, so our main event presumably uh, will be the Hangman Adam Page against Chris Jericho for the AEW World Championship. This has been underrated as a build i'd say i really yes enlighten me on the build i've heard a peep about it so they've been doing these interviews with page um and he's also done promo work like of course he did that run in uh, over in house of glory which was excellent um he did the interview last week with jim ross to where he was like he'll do anything to win. It had me and Jeremy's antennas up. Like maybe he turns heel and tries to win. Uh, because, oh, like Steve Austin yes. going in uh, WrestleMania 17, exactly like that. And talking to Jim Ross, and, and it's all there. Like that they, they were kind of framing that as. And um, the only thing that kind of like you know gives me like pause is like what he was saying. Like this is my only shot and everything like that. It's like dude, you're 27. You're gonna be here for fucking ever. Um, you know, and then on the other side, you know, it's Chris Jericho. Like, right? But maybe you know, maybe it's a thing. Obviously, it's a it's a work, but maybe he's thinking like, you know, there's only but so many more years where these were like some of the talent in WWE finally like decide before they come over here, and then they're gonna be like, damn, damn, like so I got to deal with like Daniel Bryan or Kevin Owens or damn. All right, best of luck to you. Like, <laughs> like so maybe maybe it really is his only shot. Like, you look. I mean, you tell me, Adam Page or Bandito? Adam Page or Dragon Lee? Like, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I don't think I'll go with Dragon Lee and Bandito. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. But yeah, I get, I get what you mean. I, I, I get what you mean. I, I, I get am, what he means. I am liking Hangman a lot more in this spot than I did like after Fight for the Fallen, because I think his interviews have been good. Are you gonna be okay with his pyro this time around? It, since he's actually in the main event, sure. Like, b- <laughs> before, when they were shooting off the fucking pirate, bro, I fucking blew my stack. I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, they, I was like, you're going to get this man turned on. Like, if, if like, he's, he's entering the fucking pre-show battle royal and they're shooting off fucking pyro. Like, like he's fucking Kevin Nash or some shit. Like, <laughs> oh, don't do that. I'm sorry. No, 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 Okay, no. it wasn't that bad, Kevin, but I just Kevin made the joke. Na- Kevin Nash's pyro show going into the finger poke of doom is like a damn kiss concert. It's it's like it it 
there are cities doing Fourth of July that don't have fireworks shows that as extravagant as that. Yeah. So don't give me that about he's Kevin Nash. Look, the man has some flame, has some flame going on. This, yes. Why, why are you handling? Why are you hitting on that man drip like this? I don't <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I saw that. I was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" And then, like, um, he also got pyro at the Fatal Four Way Fighter Fest. I was like, "He's in a Fatal Four Way. Who gives a fuck?" Like, uh, yeah, and it's you been know? a shortcoming on like what they've done, like wrestling wise with him. But I think he's going to. Yeah, like they damaged him really going... bad with that night with that uh that that Kip Sabian match. Yeah, I think he's going to try to have the match of his life. Uh, against Jericho, I think it's going to be really good. I'm going to set the ceiling or the the floor at four stars on this one. Um, okay. And I think Jericho is like, you know, I, he's the obvious pick to be right. the world champion. He's, you know, a superstar. They're paying him tons of money. He's literally reshaping the wrestling business uh, as far as getting people paid in multiple companies. And my dog hair has grown back to like his 1999. Who, who knew? Who knew? Hairline kind of strong, you know. Um, it, it gets stronger every month. Yes. Yes. You know, incredible regeneration uh you know restoration of, of the hair you know and you know you can you i don't i don't think there's any downside of making jericho the champion except that he's older and you know things like that and how how crazy of a schedule will he work he will be you know wrestling uh in charleston i believe and also the first show so jericho's an every week guy uh him with the title isn't a bad option I wouldn't hate it if they were like, hey, Paige, go have the match of your life. And he does and he wins and then turns around and loses it to, you know, whoever. Because like, I don't think you put the belt on him for a long reign right now. Um, and if Jericho has it, he needs to have it for a while. And maybe he, you know, eventually has it to Kenny gets that win back on him. So we'll we'll see how it goes. But what, what, what are your thoughts on this match, James? Yeah, I think the ultimate success of this match will be whether or not, like, for any sh- amount of time to close or towards the end of the match, where um, they can get the crowd to bite the crowd and the people watching home to bite on um, Adam Page winning the match at any point. And if they do that, I should say they should, they should consider that a success. Um, if they can't, then I'm sure they still had a good match, but ultimately, like, you know, the, uh, it, it was something where, you know, you, you can't, f- there's only so much pump fake you can do. There's only, you know, um, and if, you know, people bite for the fake and end up in the air, then like, that's a win. But, um, outside of that, I mean, I don't know what that match is even going to look like. Cause I've never even thought, I've never even set to think for even like five seconds, like what a hangman versus Jericho match even look like. Right. So yeah. I'm, I'm just interested to see what it looks like. Um, and if, you know, they can actually get, accomplish that where people are like, you know, at a point to where they actually buy, uh, uh, an Adam page near fall, or they're actually living and die with hangman before it's over. That's all. If he comes out on a fucking horse, put the title <laughs> on him. Oh my god! Like if he comes out on the horse, and, and I I will pop. I will lose my mind if this man comes out on the fucking horse. Like he needs to come out and then not be a joke. Like it needs to be like the the horse needs to have like the hangman trimming, the logo on on the sash, and you know, and and he needs to be in all black, dead serious. Get off the horse and go fuck this man up. Like like. I'm totally with it. I I want the horse. I don't have nothing to add to that. You want the horse? Then okay, if they get the horse, they get the horse. I'm not I don't I don't really care one way or the other. I just don't. Um 
So uh, yeah, um, that is yeah. Your... I think it's gonna be. I think it'll be another really good ass show. Yeah, uh, or or it'll be it'll be a really good ass show. I'm not another, but I think it'll be a really good ass show. Yeah, um, and I think that um, you know this is what they're going they're, like. This is their last show before TV starts for them? So uh, I'm yeah. assuming there will be some type of angle after the match. You know, some type of big something to, to get people to be like, oh my god. And you know, carry their momentum into TV because yeah. they are in a battle. Yeah, I have a question for you. What um, what TV what TV episode do uh, does um the w, or the AEW champion um have a title defense? Is that the second or third show? Third show, I believe. The third show. So that is Pittsburgh, Philly, Philly. That's what I forgot about Philly. Okay, so all right. Um, any chance that was that was going to be Pac? So that would have made Hangman the champion in that case, right? Not necessarily. So they would have done Jericho and Pac. I think. think I'm saying any ch- any chance that was a surprise, like the angle at the end of the show is he comes out and like, oh, he's in AEW, and then like he beats some somebody up in the first week, and then he gets a title shot. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Um, like he, I think he also could have popped up after the Moxley Kenny match too. Yeah, that's true. So, okay. and be like, yeah, y'all gonna do this thing aside from the title and you know everything else. So, gotcha. um, yeah, man. So the XFL is back. Yeah, the XFL is back. Was it? Uh, have you seen the... these team names yet, James? Yeah. The okay. The teen names didn't bother me as much as, uh, you know, teen names are teen names, right? Like, especially when it comes to um, expansion and whatever else. Like, you know, have all the jokes. Like, you're a Lakers fan. There ain't no fucking lakes in, in you know, in Southwest uh, California. Um, uh, the, the the Utah Jazz, bitch, where? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. where the fuck is it from jazz in Salt Lake City, Utah? Right? Ain't no jazz. Uh, you know, all the jokes, right? So... Um, the thing, the thing for me is so obviously you have the, the clear joke of like the Tampa Bay Vipers. Like what the, the fuck, fuck is that? Like, I mean, there are like moccasins out here and you know, but like Vipers. No, I don't think I've ever heard anything about a Viper being out here. All right. So anyway, um, you know, Roughnecks, I mean, obviously because of, <laughs> obviously, because of Tyler the Creator with Roughnecks and Buffnecks, that's kind of like a, 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 a really that's that's like that for oh, me that that tickled. Yeah, like so that kind of pop that kind of popped me hearing about that one. But uh, you know, Roughnecks is like apparently that's like the name that's like the name for people that that, that work oil rigs or whatever. So it's like okay, I get that for Houston. Okay, it makes sense. Um, the Battle Hawks that sounds like something they're just thrown together. I actually kind of like that one. It, it just sounds like I don't know, like what the fuck is a battle hawk? Like I understand it's a hawk, but like, well, they couldn't. Call why would it the, be a battle hawk? They couldn't call them I, the St. Louis Hawks because that was an old basketball team in St. Louis. That is right, right, and obviously you know they moved to Atlanta. Right. Um, but yeah, like you know, shout out to Bob Pettit. But yeah, um, Bob fucking Pettit. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, obviously you know the joke was that like clearly like these were names that they all drew up and then like they almost you know except for like Houston Roughneck they kind of just like just basically hit a randomizer and like all right well we were going with the St. Louis Vipers but that's two of those 
Randy Orton. So we'll just Bro, go. They should have. That's, that's that's that, that would have just been perfect. Uh, yeah. So let's let's go over all the names. So of course we got our hometown James Tampa Bay Vipers. Will you be yeah. attending any Vipers games? Will I be going to any of these TBV games? Yes. Uh, seeing that, like I've been seeing that I've lived in Tampa area my entire life outside of uh, like a month uh, or six weeks, or whatever. I would say, and I've been to what two bus games ever. I'm going to say no. I'm not going to go to any XFL games. I'm going to I'm going to go on a limb and say that. So there is also the Dallas Renegades, who Caleb has has come out already and said he has been a lifelong fan. Of the Dallas Renegades, so it's like are the Renegades supposed to be like a playoff of uh, like cops and robbers between like the Cowboys, Cowboys and then like the Renegades? Is that it, or is that some sort? Is that some like vague play on that, or is that just like Renegades sounds cool? And any anytime I've heard any, like any like uh, rep team or or school called Renegades, I always thought like that's, that sounds like a cool name. Yeah. Or the outlaws is always a fun name to be like, oh, you know, I'm the you know anti heroes or bad guys, you know. So, Vince, so yeah, that, that that one works in in general. Vince McMahon um, named a team after the uh, Fed Defense Squad, the Vince Defense Force, the DC Defenders. So <laughs> uh, was, you know, all right, we're back. We had some technical difficulties, but yeah, the DC Defenders named after uh, you know the FDS. Uh, <laughs> what, what did you think about this one, James? Yeah, when I first heard DC Defenders, I I saw I heard about it, then I saw the logo, and I thought like that sounds like the name of like a MLS team. Like it sounds awesome. Like you know, like the Sounders. Uh, I'm trying to think what other uh, names are out there. Um, but yeah, like it sounds like a team that belongs in um, an American soccer league. So like you know that works for you know if you're not really concerned about football or whatever else, or or, or you're concerned about real football as opposed to American football, then yeah, like that's that's a cool sounding name to me. Football. I like the logo. I, saw, I like the logo too, by the way, the shield. Um, then there is the New York Guardians. What? I don't Yeah. Like maybe Guardians is some type of cosmic or mystical thing that I'm unaware of, like another word for something. I don't know, but like Guardians, eh. It sounds like it, it. sounds like oh, that name the, the the word sounds cool, so we'll just name it that, as opposed to what it actually is. And plus, plus sounding cool. And they're trying to get that NYG's thing popped off. So, so hopefully, some people are confused. Oh my God, are you serious? You really think that's what it is? They're trying to scam? Yes, that they they doing that with Dallas too. The Dallas Renegades instead of the Cowboys. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> Um, there's also the Seattle Dragons, so this yeah. is really on the nose with Daniel Bryan. You know, the American Dragons. Oh, yeah, I didn't even Dragon. think about that. Yeah. Huh. Seattle American Dragons. So That's funny. So, they got to bring Daniel Bryan to, uh, the first game. Um, the St. Louis Battlehawks, as you mentioned. Yeah. That could be literally any sport. I, um, I don't think, I mean... <laughs> I don't think a basketball team's calling themselves the Battle Hawks. I just don't, bro. That sounds like it's a it's a G League team or something. <laughs> that, that's what I mean by Battle Hawk. It's like, yeah, okay. Like, what's the um, uh, what's the MLS or sorry, the uh, the Double A team um for the Rays? The Biscuits. Yeah, it's like one of them names. Like, like it's okay, but it sounds kind of like corny. Or not corny, but like it sound. It doesn't sound major league. 
that's the best way to explain. Bob Austin doesn't sound major league. Uh, of course, Houston Roughnecks, uh, as we right. talked about before. The, the Buffnecks? <laughs> yes, the Houston Buffnecks, that's what we're going to call them. <laughs> um, then we've got the Los Angeles Wildcats. I think this is like the Western Conference equivalent of the the Tampa Bay Vipers. Um, hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think. I probably want Wildcats for Seattle, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, because actually our Wildcats in in that area, like, I, I really can't tell you what kind of like uh, predator cats are in like the California area. Um, I'm sure they're like coyotes or some shit like that, but um, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I would have made a trade. You know, whatever. Wildcats is a name that like this is gen- generic. It sounds cool. Any any every sports league should have a Wildcats uh, team. Every every sports league should. So I would have made a trade between Tampa Bay and Dallas. I would have gone for the Tampa Bay Renegades and the Don't Dallas Vipers. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna make some joke about like you know some some. Some joke about Tampa. Like, don't do this. Don't, 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 don't expose, don't expose the 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 jankiness that is Tampa. The people that are like yet to come to Tampa for WrestleMania weekend. Don't do that. Like, let them find out on their own. Like, we look, we live too close to that. We don't have to expose them to the bullshit. Let them find out on their own. So, James, you watched WWE this week. How was that? Oh man. Um. This. It, I feel like top to bottom, the uh, Raw, I mean, I, I, from what I've heard and also from what I saw this week and um, from what I've heard from previous weeks, the show is a better show now. Is the show better um, and good enough to make me come back and watch it full time um, or, or follow the show uh, full time as a um, while, it, while I'm still in the three-hour format? No. But um, the show is better. Um, there's better wrestling. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, they're wrestling shorter matches, so like they're more like going towards the sprint type of thing and doing less sitting around in chin locks and bullshit like that. Um, but but yeah, like uh, you know, the King of the Ring stuff also helped out. So um, like one of the matches was a tag match that had uh, Ricochet and Miz teaming up against uh, McIntyre and Corbin. So like. It was almost. It made me think like, wow, this is almost like one of those off day on a bl- on a uh, block for like uh, for the G one, where he's like having people tag with each other, or whatever. Like, that's cool. But look at them. You know, I mean, look, make use of it. Like it helped. It. I I really enjoy. One thing I say I can say they're doing a good job of right now is they're putting over that like the King of the Ring means something, as opposed to previous years where like they didn't even have the fucking thing on Raw. Like the last year they did, it was all the all network stuff. Um. So, so yeah, like they're really putting over that like King of the Ring matters, um, and things throughout the show are, are helping to put it over. Uh, I thought that Cesaro and Joe match, like it started out, they, they were just hitting the hell out of each other, two big tall dudes, um, or whatever, or two big dudes just beating the hell out of each other, and then um, Joe ended up winning after he was on the reeling for a bit. He ended up catching him with uh, he caught him out the sky. He basically sidestepped the uh, one of those um middle rope springboard uh uppercuts and then he just slapped on the choke and then made him tap out that was a really good match there's a lot of good wrestling on that on that card um i also watched i didn't watch smackdown because i was like I, I've, I've given three hours three hours of my time i can't give him any more but like i'll i'll check out you know the stuff that people recommend on smackdown so and i'm watching the andrade and the um 
the Andrade and the Apollo, Apollo match. That match was great until the finish. It was lame finish, but like it, it's like yo. Between this and the NXT match from a few weeks ago with Apollo Crews, like, yep, don't think that dude can't go. That dude is really, really fucking good. It's just they do nothing with him, and that style just makes you kind of samey. Um, Man, but, Apollo Crews, a free agent. Hmm. Wonder when <laughs> that is. That's a good question. I mean, he's been, when he came in in what, 2017? 2016, the night after WrestleMania 32. Oh, wow. Wow. Hmm. Okay, so I forgot because he was only in NXT for a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, there's a lot of good wrestling, like uh, like the Ziggler in the um, Roman match start off raw. Like, I mean, it was it was a bullshit match as far as like from a KP perspective of like Dolph Ziggler is a total geek and Roman is like giving this dude that much offense or whatever else and getting near falls. But like that was a good ass match. Um, Daniel Bryan versus uh, Buddy Buddy Murphy. That match is a good ass match. Daniel Bryan is like, Daniel Bryan's probably the wrestler of the year for the main roster. Like, you know, unless they're going to give more more opportunity for matches that like matter besides just exhibition type matches with Andrade. Like, it's probably it's probably Daniel Bryan for in ring performer of the year for the main roster. What a shock! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the second they, they they let that man wrestle. I mean, I mean, you just look at it. Literally. You look at the pay per views, right? Like, like you know, Elimination the, Chamber, Fastlane, WrestleMania, um, right? The tag matches he's been having, the tag matches he's been having, like those are good ass tag matches with like heavy machinery and like whatever the third wheel is at the time. Those have been good pay per view tag matches. Then you throw in um, this particular match he he just had, like yeah, like he kind of you know, like that's kind of him right now so far. Like nobody else really like separate. I mean, Seth. Seth still has a, is, has a puncher's chance because he's he's been had he's been having good matches on pay per view like particularly like Survivor I'm sorry SummerSlam and the uh, the match with uh, with AJ um, earlier in the pay per view that was like four and three quarters like so yeah like right but right now I would say like between the TV and also the 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 um, the pay per view I would probably say is Daniel Bryan of England performer which is like wow like <laughs> you know. Like it's it's crazy. Like he's like he could possibly win it again after like you know he was gone for for you know almost two years. It's crazy. Yeah, still much, still a lot of time of it. It's so crazy. But like yeah, a lot of good wrestling on WWE television. Um, there's really nothing that's really like out of the way as far as like this is absolutely terrible. Um, like I wasn't a fan of what um, I'm trying to think. What was the storyline? I have to go through the show notes. Actually, real show notes as you as you saw, but um. There are a few things that were kind of like wonky, but like it wasn't like, oh my god, this is the worst thing ever. You need to go on like minutes and minutes on rants. So like, you know, the show's tightened up, or the at least raw anyway that I saw it. Like, it seems like the show's been tightened up, and I liked some of the promo stuff with um. Let me tell you what I didn't like. I did. I remember what I didn't like. I like what they're doing with Sasha. I or I did until they did the whole, basically they Ambrose her. Oh my god. Yeah. So. Becky at the beginning of the show cut this promo. Yeah, explain that. Becky at the beginning of the show cut this promo saying that I, you know, I'm me personally by me shouting you out and calling you out for a few months now for you to bring your ass back. Like I have gotten you hotter than you've ever been. Like this is basically my work. So it's like you couldn't do the show on your own. So now you're back to claim rewards that I, you to claim rewards of my my labor from getting you over. So like we won't see you next time I see you. Basically that sort of thing. So. They were setting up to do this Jerry Lawler thing. Jerry Lawler got a got 
choked out by the uh, the fiend. I thought that was cool. Whatever, like he's taking out legends, so cool. Whatever. Um, but the the responsibility for interview is laying upon Cole. Sasha plays this aloof hill thing that they do with everybody, where they don't just like explain their actions. They have to like just beat around the fucking bush and eventually not actually give you a reason, which is supposed to get you heat, but instead it makes you think like these are just shitty writers. Um, so uh, they did that by her playing it. She was talking about her hair, and then she said, "Well, what you know? What would you say about the stuff you did?" And then her response to all this, her actions from last week is to say, "You're welcome." So then they go backstage with Natty after Natty, you know, no one gives a fuck about Natty and what happened to her. And after she tried to get sympathy with her dad last week that no one was buying because she was literally going up against the top, um, one of the top stars in the company at pay-per-view. And the next day she comes out in a sling, even though, you know, like, like you didn't realize it was going to backfire anyway. And Uh, also this never fucking works. Right. Right. So they came. So they, so they, you know, let's forget about last week's stuff. Let's talk about like the last, the latest episode. They, they come back there with her. Um, she's back there to try to get sympathy again, thinking maybe they're a week removed from Sasha's return. So Sasha just jumps her, puts the originator of the jump zone inside the jump zone herself, and then says, "Go to hell, Natty." And then, and when you get there, tell your dad I said hi, which is like, what the fuck, man? People don't really want to. People that want to boo Sasha, um, if the if you were if there were people that want to boo Sasha, they're Isn't not going to boo like- her because she said that her that. Um, Natty's dad's in hell. I want to boo her because she's a shitty person and she acts despicably. Um, and yes, you could say, well, what she just said was despicable and something unforgivable, and something you you don't want to cheer for. I agree, but we're all in on the we're all in in agreeing that I'm sorry, we're all in on the on this joke that is wrestling is fake. So we know that this is the line that someone has told her to say. So now. therefore, we're thinking like this is a this is a shitty show as opposed to I want to see her get her ass whooped. People no. think this is a shitty show. Like it's the same thing they did with they did this with they even did this with Natty um at the end of last year with Ruby Riot with the cardboard cutout thing on the table. They did this with Roman Reigns' cancer going into WrestleMania with McIntyre. They did this with uh Roman's cancer going um into the Seth Rollins feud with Ambrose. They don't they did this with hell, they did this with Paige and, and Reed Flair with Charlotte um at the at the end of 2015. Every the last five like, years, and like, they've tried this shit. It's never worked. Why are you continuing doing this shit yeah. again? Yeah, and with Sasha, as you mentioned, the people that want to boo her, all Sasha has to do is dangle that red meat out there that we all know will make them <laughs> mad. Like I came back, nothing happened to me. I'm right back where I am. You, think I'm, I'm above a, it. I'm above y'all. I'm above the quote unquote law. Yeah, that that would piss people off. And then all she has to do is be that plus whatever the stuff she was doing in two thousand um, in NXT. And there's your top heel. There's not people like Becky a whole lot. It doesn't take much for you to come up with a nemesis for her that's evil, especially if she's talented like Sasha is. It doesn't take all this. Well, you had enough. Law. Like in I don't know this company. This company needed me. This company needed me to come back. They paid me, you know. And, and I know you don't like it because you don't like someone like me in this position. There's just she won't so even, she don't much even have to, to she don't even there. have to go that far. But if she wanted to take that there, she could. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, I I, I watch. You know, them strut, you know, they're, they're handmade projects out here, but none of them could touch me, you know, and, and y'all know I ain't, I ain't got the, the chances I should have gotten, so I'm going to take them myself now, and 
You know, that's well, all you got to do, and she'll be off to the races. I mean, I don't know. You know, I was I would assume that this is fed, set up for Night of Champions or Clash Champs, whatever they're calling it. But um, we'll see where it goes. But like, there's still room for them to adjust from here, right? Like, this could have been some shocking off factor thing, and eventually, like, they're gonna have to do face to face stuff, and like, that's gonna be great. Um, so like, I'm not ready to just kill it, but like. Their their track record suggested this is going to die uh, die a terrible slow death and, and like and when the match comes there will be no heat and everyone will be staring at it right and then they'll be looking at well maybe and then they'll be looking at Sasha or Becky like they crazy as opposed to like looking at the track record of them this failing spectacularly the last five years every time they've tried this yeah um, is there anything else on, on WWE wise you wanted to touch on um. No, I think that's about. Oh, Kevin Owens. They, they're, they're, oh, yeah, they're just, just, just completely. Jesus Christ. Uh, but that's all I'm gonna say. Just Jesus Christ, and then move on. We yeah. move on. But like, yeah, I mean, Raw's better. SmackDown apparently is not. Uh, yeah. so like, I, you know, no, they got you know. two Eric Rowans going around now. So, oh Jesus Christ, I forgot about that. Yeah. I, I'm I'm going to withhold. Just look, I think it's corny. I'll, you know, I think it's corny, and I'm gonna leave it at that, and leave it at just that until they finally get to the ring. Cause I look, man, I want my Daniel Bryan Reigns matches, like so. I'm willing to put with a lot of bullshit to get to them eventually, like so. Basically, yeah, I know, I know, I know what I sound like. I sound just like how I was saying about uh, the WrestleMania main event uh, earlier this year. I'm okay with that. I'll shit on it when it's look. If you want to get in on shitting on it, fine. Me, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna sit back. I think it's corny right now. I, I'm giving it time for it to, because uh, I, I like these two people. I'm giving it time for it to, to to turn around. If it don't, I'll kill it when it don't turn around. Is that fair? Or are you? If you want to jump in on it, get get in. I ain't want to finish it because it it looks corny. It do. It's it looks like Scooby fucking do. <laughs> it looks like Scooby fucking do, James. And I don't disagree. I don't disagree. <laughs> it looks I, like. I don't disagree. <laughs> These people have no sense. It seems like this is a few they could have put on any two guys in the company, and it, it and them and it you would have not known the difference. It could be fucking the Miz versus Elias doing this feud, right? Oh my god! And I th- well, I, I will say I think it needs to be like people that are at the top of the card for it too. Okay, like, it could be Seth Rollins yeah. and AJ Styles doing the exact same feud. Like yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, like you bring special. out another bald. Uh, you find a, uh, another bald uh, dude that looks ridiculous with a tan, and be like, "Oh, that it, it was gallows." Yeah, like this, you can do that. This, I see this, that. Yeah. this doesn't make anything unique about the novelty of Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns fighting each other. When oh, it, I don't know, it, it's just like we don't need, this, we need to see them face to face, like with mics. That's right. Yeah, don't you think it's also been more effective if this were the beginning of a slow burn heel turn for Daniel Bryan as opposed to like just working with someone that's already a heel? Because like you already know they ain't fucking cahoots because he's already evil. Like when you like wait until like you know like what this would have worked a, a, a lot better like at the end of last year before Daniel Bryan turned heel to be like this is what turns more rich. Like he's he's actually he's been all along trying to murder uh, Roman Reigns. Like that would work better than than what they're doing right now. It was like because they're always gonna come back to is like. Oh yeah, the evil guy's evil. Well, no dumb motherfucker. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, I, it, I, it, I, it, it is hard for me to care uh, about what they're doing, especially like, no, I've wanted this match. I've, I've literally written a storyline in my head for four years about what this was supposed to be, and these guys yeah. were each other's generational rival that never actually got to run it. Um, right. 
you know, as much times as they could. And right. now that we got it, this is what we get. And I'm like, it's WWE. Literally any other company would, would do this better. For Night of Champions or, 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 or whatever. Like, yeah. Hell on a sale or some shit. Not even for a big four pay-per-view. Right. Or a big and, and they're doing this at this time of year. After yeah. SummerSlam. Yeah. They are smoking yeah. rocks. Like, so, <clears throat> doesn't, I mean... Doesn't it feel to you like this is one of those one of those normal like they shot they they hot shot an angle and they had no idea where they were headed? Oh yeah, they just did this shit and then like hopefully they will figure it out along the way and then it just turned into shit like and how you know with Jason Jordan and and it being angles uh, angles son or or you know or love child or whatever else and just like dude know where the fuck you're going before you do something. This could have been all so simple. They could have held off. Until yep. Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns were in the Royal Rumble together, somehow they could have started yep. one and two and, and yep. gone coast to coast, and then have someone else win. If you want to keep this as a non-title thing, you could make either one of them the champion at yep. some point. And yep. I, I don't think that's out of the question. One of those two could get the belt back, but I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird time of year for them to be doing this anyway. So yeah, so yeah but I just maybe, maybe yeah. they're trying to have something on Fox that people will care about. Maybe I don't know. Don't you feel like this is way too early then? Yes. Yeah, like you should have saved this shit for after SummerSlam. If that was, if that was your intention. Yeah. Um, like to pop something huge for uh, the first night or first few weeks of SmackDown, you should have waited then. So five. Star. Instead, like they decided, like let's fuck around with it, and then like let's just have Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns not on SummerSlam. Like, what kind of shit is this? Like, like I, <laughs> like who made y'all like this? Who who told y'all that was a good idea? Hey man, look, that's what funny. You- it's like you sold all these tickets and you didn't put them on the show, so it's like, oh wow, we can't like that. All that tells you is that in this company, the wrestlers don't matter. Like they're not imperative for the bottom line. Like yeah, they, like if you're gonna if you're gonna sideline like two of your top five biggest acts, and yeah, that kind of is what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And it's like the the value. You can say this even about NXT now. Like the value of NXT is like gone through the roof. They're saying it's like anywhere between thirty to fifty million for two years or whatever, right? And I think I believe it was like sixty million for two years or something like that. Yeah. So they. They have, like, raised the ceiling on how much, like, it means to have the TV rights fees and all that. It's like, all right, we'll just put anybody in those spots now. So, it's, <laughs> it's not – it doesn't matter that Riddle and Gargano are there or whatever. Like, it can be yeah. anybody. So, um, yeah. What what do you think well, – before we, you know, get off WWE and into stardom, like, I had this thought, and it seems like it's, like, getting out there now. They are going to burn full sale out. Because if you think about the taping schedule, they do that like once a month or once every two months, and the crowds are normally hot. But if you keep mm-hmm. going back to that same one location every single week, every single week, something's not gonna go right. Like, well, I mean, if the show stays as is, where like you know you have, um, you know, like four matches, four to three matches, and like one or two of them are squash matches or, you know, more or less enhanced matches, then, yeah, I imagine that burnt, and they're just like, you know, I imagine, yeah, that would burn a crowd. But I don't imagine, I, I, I have a hard time imagining, like, it's going to be on network television, and they're going to do what they've been doing for the last, you know, five years. 
like that was sound ass and I like they're going to have to have matches that have stakes and consequences that go that with like your people that are that should be with people that should be on TV like like I like I find it um like as a mean girls act like I enjoy what Vanessa and Aaliyah do at doing the uppers and lowers thing or the hires and lowers thing right but like when the fuck are they ever going to get on the show yeah, I think in, I think this, like that's, I think that's war. something that's like never going to be on TV for the longest until like they get become better as wrestlers or like they can, you know, figure something out to where like they can have like their uh, uh, like iconic type matches, but like do it better. You know what I'm saying? So like I, I imagine that like, it's gonna be hard to see that on TV. Like yeah, it's gonna be hard for me to see like another breakout tournament or that sort of thing. Like I don't think they'll ever do that again. Um, if they're gonna if they're gonna stay in full cell and also be on TV, like in, you know, quote unquote fight a war, like, nah, like you're going to be seeing like NXT alums come back down and then go and go for the gusto against Gargano and Riddle and Cole and Velveteen and, um, whoever else. Right. Like, so that's what I expect. I expect them to bring like alumni back down, like from the network era, come back when like you can see these people, like as a star, they kind of work. Reunion. Like, <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Sasha, look, we saw that earlier this year when we saw uh, Sasha and, um, and Bailey come back. Remember how crazy that crowd went? They got to bring people back to the developmental. Yes. The pop, the pop of territory. Yes. They're using nostalgia even in NXT. Using who in NXT? <laughs> like they're gonna have to use the nostalgia even in NXT. Yes. Like, yes. Like yes. first it was Raw reunion, then it was SmackDown <laughs> reunion. Now that somehow they're not selling tickets great for uh, at the moment with all like, those bro, legends loaded we, up. We are going to see Kevin Owens versus like versus Adam Cole or some shit like that. We are going to see that at some point. Yeah. You know we're going to see that at some point. Yeah. Like we were going to see like Alistair Black versus Velveteen again. Boy, thank you AEW. Thank you. Look, I think NXT is going to be like at that level it was last year. At the end of last year, where like or last year when they're just like killing it and like every other week there's a fourth plus star match. Um, but like they're going to have to. It's going to be all hands on deck for two hours to get this done with. Now that like they gutted, you know, they rated NXT three times in the last what? nine months three times they've had three different raids like they went out there and they pulled out like the bomber car people with the lars and or mid car people like lars and heavy machinery and nikki cross and and um and lacey evans then they went out there and they pulled ricochet and, and alistair black and then they come back around at the end of summer in the wrestlemania and they pull out Kyrie. is like these are like they they ate away at the roster and they have been replenished in the past um you know three four months is, it, since then so it's like they're going to have to like bring some of those people back into the fold and like have people that aren't doing much on the main roster come in and you know be the stars that they were in NXT and get these nostalgia pops as you said and go out there and go back and forth matches. Like I, I really believe that. So um, five star Grand Prix James, <clears throat> who 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 been the uh, standout performers? I've only seen one match. Okay, so um, it's been two nights so far that are actually up uh, right now. Um, or actually, uh, earlier today, you know, Japan's 13 hours ahead of us. Uh, they had two shows. They had a day show and a night show. Um, I think it was like six matches. But um, through nights one and two, the top performer were probably, or the person that had the two best matches, and on average would probably be uh, Utami. First night, she had a match. She had, the think, the semi-main with Jungle. And then um, second night, she had the main event with Arissa. So um, I think I think I gave both of those four stars. Yeah. Um, 
so I mean I don't really want to give you a spoiler. I think that the best match so far has been the jungle in um uh the jungle and Utami match. I mean the match just starts out and they're just like it, it just turns to Ishii Shingo or Ishii versus Goto and they're just like two power wrestlers just just trying to club each other to death and run and try to shoulder tackle the hell out of each other and they're and they're bouncing off the ropes hard as hell and then shoulder tag each other and then like no selling at points and then uh Utami, you know, Utami's finish is, is the torture rack, the Lex Luger torture rack, and then sometimes she do a torture rack, like Burning Hammer or a torture rack uh, powerbomb. So, like, you know, Jungle takes beginning of the match, and then uh, Utami basically uh, reverses a, a uh, Irish whip into the post, and then she ends up giving her a torture rack bomb into the floor in the side of the apron. So then from there, Jungle's just selling her back. She's in so much pain, and then, like, they go from there. But, like, yeah, I thought that match was great. Like, um, and then uh, other matches that kind of stick out, like Mayu and, and Azumi. Did you ever see that? Yes. What were your thoughts on that one? I thought um, I thought it was good, but not great. <clears throat> I thought it was, mm-hmm. like, you know, I thought they did the uh, the, the, the fast-paced finishing sequence, like, with the, all the roll-ups and everything like that. But it was, I thought it was good. Like I would mm-hmm. say, like three and a half, three and three quarters, or something. But yeah, but that's a five minute match. That's what. Yeah. That's what it, like with a three and a half, five, five minute match. That's like yeah. that's. I'm not saying it was great, but I'm saying like the fact that they were able to put that much into a match in five minutes to get to that level is like, damn, y'all are y'all are fucking good. You're like one of these women are sixteen is sixteen years old. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, yeah. So like, look, you ain't seeing that on fucking Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, bro, it was, a, it was, it was a, it was a fine watch. It was like a right. quick watch, as you mentioned, and I was like, well, yeah. oh, that was that was decent. Like, you know, right. Um, that was like that's the first Mayu match I've watched in a long time because you know I know she was out injured for a while. Yeah. Yeah. She um she was out. Well, she's been out like twice during this year or or recently. Like she was um she blew her I. I finally saw where she fucked up her knee, um, cause you know she uh, she ended up missing time uh, after the Stardom draft until June, cause she was um, rehabbing her knee that was injured in December. I saw the match where she I finally saw the match like last week where she hurt her knee. Like, bro, she's catching, she's trying to catch Tam. You know they do this, they do dives to the floor like everybody's in there catching her, not just one person. So. Tam dives and like lands on her knee, and her knee literally like turns out like a ninety degree angle, and she tore her MCL. So she uh. wrestled the next day on it on this big ass brace, looked terrible, and then they took her took time off for her, and then she came back and then did the um did the stuff with uh, Ring of, Ring of Honor, Foreman Honor, and then you know did the Stardom show and then the draft, and then like she laid it down for two months or roughly two months, and then she's been back ever since. So. Like she's been mostly doing like you know multi woman tag. Like she was a you know trios champion for a while and won them, lost them and won them back and then lost them again. So like that's it, that's how they kind of have kept her away from you know really extending herself. But you know the G or not G one the uh, the Grand Prix is like you know it's, t- it's about that time for her to kind of get back into gear. So like you Looking see matchups like sorry. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Um. So. I'm trying to think what other matches kind of stand out. I mean, there are a bunch of matches that are all of that that level of that you talked about that three and a half level um, throughout. You know, they're all going for like five and six minutes, and they're all like different, so it's it's kind of fun. Um, 
I heard Arissa took two two defeats, like and those are her first like losses. Is she setting up like challengers for the white belt? Like what's the uh story on that one? Yeah, um Arissa came she did, she came back to stardom in November, um, at the Corrigan show. She tagged with um, Mayu and she hadn't lost a singles match since up to this point. Um so she got in the G. She, I keep saying the G one. She got into the, the the Grand Prix, and you know you're thinking like it's probably a good time for her to be losing right now because she's kind of finally getting over like to the level of a push. So you know they put her in there in the first night with Jamie, and then Jamie like Jamie hit her finishes the uh, that that Ushigoroshi deal like you know the Adam Cole and AJ Styles do. Uh, like she kicked Shades out of that, of and then Goto. sorry, Shades of Hiroki Goto. Yes, yes, yes. So then, uh, so she kicked out of that, and then uh, Jamie gave her like, like you know, how you lift people up by the by the arms for like the surfboard. Yeah. And then she basically lifted her up halfway while she was basically on her stomach, and then stick, st- put her boot basically uh, on her back and just like slant, curb stomped her uh, face to the into the man and pinned her. Uh, so that was the finish. The crowd gasped, but they were like, "Wait, she Jamie beat her." So that happened. And then um, night two was like, okay, so like these are two people that could possibly win this block. Like, let's see it. And then um, Utami happened to win, so now she's on two. Like, I think I still believe that she's going to go on a huge run, but um, it does set up potential challengers in the future. Like, let's say Utami wins, like she could challenge for the white belt. Like, I've already beaten the the champion. Um, I can I can win this belt. Um, or, you know, Jamie. Jamie Hader is someone that uh, she had a white belt title defense or title shot against uh, Momo in, I want to say, February in Kyoto. So that was that was one of the better matches of the year. So, like, that's someone that actually, like, wrestled to that level. Um, and, you know, outside of, you know, the short thing that is the, the – are these matches, like, you can kind of see them having a good match in, in a vacuum for a longer period of time. Um, and plus, like, because she went through so many, like, overqualified type of, uh, challengers, uh, Arisa did, like, between Tam and Jungle and Hazuki, like, you're kind of looking like what's left now, like, you've already knocked out, like, three people a day, like, should have been spread out over, like, six months as opposed to, like, fight three the straight months. Sorry? She gotta fight the lowers now. Yeah, I mean, like, really, the only person that really stands out that's, like, a, that'd be, like, that person could definitely be a mid-card champion. Or, you know, a white belt title contender would be like Konami, and she's going to wrestle Konami because um, they're in the same block eventually. But you figure, like, even before the that happened, before we got into the uh, Grand Prix, to like, all right, in a month from now or two months from now, she'll probably have Konami. So with Jamie getting that win, with Tommy getting that win, like, you get, you now have two. So, like, now you kind of can extend this 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 run that Arissa's on white belt cha- uh, title matches with, like, top notch. Uh, uh, opponent. So, so yeah. Like, I think you know, ultimately for the for the, like, she lost these matches, Arisa. But like, at the end, if she get these wins, if she can get these wins back from from Utami and from Jamie, and you know, potentially have that match with uh with Konami, like, she can extend this run until like, damn, she she went out there and had like six straight great matches for the white belt. So, so yeah. Um, it it kind of stinks that that she lost now, but like, it makes sense. You know, wins and losses matter and that sort of thing. And then you know. It sets up a situation where she can go on a run towards the end of the of the tournament. Uh, yeah, but, but but I mean the blue block is just hard, bro. Like, there's only like one person that you can just count on. Like, oh yeah, that person's gonna lose tonight. There's only one. 
like in this uh, uh, Nasco Tora and Nasco Tora, like she lost her first. She she had to buy on on, on day one, unless you know like how they feel about her, right? So, <laughs> so day two she fights uh, Kagetsu, and she beats the hell out of Kagetsu from pillar to post. Actually, takes her up and chokes the shit out of her with uh with the with the uh the sash that they all wear out to the ring. And then she hits her with three uh, splashes off the top rope. Um, finishes. I think she has another one where she hits her with a top rope uh, leg drop, which like she crushed um, Jungle's face with that at the Cinderella tournament uh, earlier in the year. I thought like that was just banned after she did that. Nope, brought that brought that one out there. Uh, guess who kicks? And then uh, Nasca goes for her move. Uh, her finish. She has a cool looking finish. I can't even explain what it is. It's like some type of like. Uranage rock bottom deal that has like a, a lift and a like tilt pivot deal in it. It's cool. So one, so gets her and you're like, okay, she's finished. She's hit her with, with these splashes. Hit her with that with the, with the subatomic leg drop. The Becky Lynch special. Uh, hit her with her actual move. One, two, missed it in the face. <laughs> so literally, like, I don't think I don't think her guess got any office in that whole entire match. She's getting her ass whooped, right? Hits, hits her with the uh hits her with the miss the poison mist at, at two gets up hits her with her uh you know her Michinoku dri- Michinoku driver looking finish or whatever else and pins her and then like you know I was like wow like Kagetsu's so good like you really bought all those like near falls at the end like she's gonna actually lose to this bottom of the card person uh it made Nasca Nasca look like you know she had a pulse for the first time since like she lost Cinderella tournament uh semifinal to Arissa. Like it, it was a really good match. It was one of the more impressive matches where you think like this person is like has lost her joy of watching of, of wrestling, and then like she just snaps out to beat the piss out of her faction leader, and then like she loses at the end, but like it actually like she has something going for her in spite of you know losing in embarrassing fashion. Yeah, man. So I'm gonna have to catch up on uh, some of those matches. I'll probably get yeah. like a recommendation uh, list from you. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I would say a few other matches. I would say to look out for would be like um, Hazuki and Tam because they went out there and did what you imagine Hazuki and Tam can do in six minutes. Um, Momo and Hazuki. I think I think you would like that. Um, and like the first, I'll, I'll give I'll give this person a shout out. You know, like how I talk about Natsu Samiri, a comedy wrestler. I, I, I call her 26-year-old hot Yano. Her first match against Azumi, she fucked up the finish. She was uh she like she was trying to wrestle that at Azumi's high speed speed, just couldn't make it work for her. <laughs> she just couldn't, you know, too fast. He's slow down. So night two, she comes out there and she was wrestling Hannah. And you know, I'm thinking like comedy wrestler plus Hannah. Hannah's really good when she's in there with someone that's really good, but I don't know about when someone is like, you know, as good as Nasu. They all they did was just have a bowling shoe ugly brawl, and it, and it, and it worked out for the best. So like, you know, I get and it made me it made me reconsider Nasu as someone that I think is just a comedy wrestler that's not tough. Nah, she's tough. So uh, so I think you know from that perspective, like after embarrassing herself in night one, she she came through in night two. Yeah, man. <clears throat> So, I, I think that's going to wrap it up. Unless there's any other stuff we want to uh, get into. Did you want to talk about Andrew Luck some more or, or what? Like, can, can can you tell the people, like, like, like what is Andrew Lux like? Like, what should we think of him as? Oof, I haven't even thought about that. Um, 
I mean, I, there's no way to look at it. I mean, I feel like there's no way really to look at it as opposed to like you 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 missed out on what were going to be like his prime years, and you missed out on because of the injuries and, and stuff from having to carry a team that like had no business being carried at that point in time when he was young. Like, like you you saw what could have been, and then like and then like we never you saw what could have been, and then like we got the almost never was side for that forty touchdown season, which is like that's nothing to sniff at. Forty uh, forty touchdown season is like an incredible accomplishment, but. Um, you know, like we kind of saw what he could have been like with the modern NFL with, you know, fast with like working a modern system. And we saw that for like the last three months of, of last season, he looked like Andrew Luck again after we thought like, oh my God, his shoulder might never, his shoulder, his arm would never come back in the shoulder and like the ankle and everything else. And like, he looked like, oh, this, we're going to, you know, it was a, those, those like a two year blip with him and we're going to be right back. And then like, nope. You only get you're only stuck with those three months, and now you have to think about like what those three months could look like for another decade. So kind you of. telling me it's, that it's kind of where you had. You told me that the Colts need a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, kind of again. Yeah. Who do, who do you suggest? I see. You have I, I, I mean, you know, there, there is a dude out there that that was a former Super Bowl quarterback. You oh, know, that, that's just chilling. I thought. You know. I thought I thought you were making like a Peyton Manning or Brett Favre comeback, Joe. That's what I thought you were doing. I was bad. not. Okay. Uh, and, and if it's not Cap, I would suggest them. You know, uh, just just tank, suck this year and suck next year. Abhorrence for Lawrence. See, that's see, that's the thing now, right? So like, you know, when they had Ryan Greeks in there fucking up these drafts and literally never drafting anybody worth a damn aside from like, you know, Kobe Fleener. And uh, and Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton, like, you now got to a point where, like, in a span of, what, two two years or so, like, their new GM has came in and, like, fixed, the, and, and fixed so much of the bullshit that was going on with, like, these Andrew Luck Colts teams where, like, they just never, they never were talented, had enough talent along, along the offensive and defensive lines. Um, they were still kind of soft, even though they were kept drafting these dudes, they're supposed to be tough. Uh, so, like, you know, in a span of two years, it kind of got themselves out of these issues where people thought like, you know, they gave up that contract and he's going to make all that money. So they're never going to be able to attract free agents. Or if they ever do develop, you know, a team good enough or nucleus good enough with talent that, you know, they won't, there won't be money because they already paid luck. And in a span of, you know, two, three years or so like that, like their new GM went and fixed, I can't remember his name, but like he went in and fixed a lot of Griggs' bullshit. Uh, and they looked like they actually had a window for to contend in the AFC again after, you know, what happened with Luck, where, like, they were going to be, like, Jim and contenders supposed to, they were get the AFC Championship games and then lose by 30 to the to the Patriots. Like, they like they were setting themselves up to with, um you know, Darius Leonard and everybody else. Like, they were set, but now, got to start all over again. It's crazy. And one uh, offseason, we lose both Andrew Lux. Um, Nicola Miritich is now in Europe and Andrew Luck is out in the league. So, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, but, um, yeah, I, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. So, uh, thank you guys for listening to the show. Like every week, uh, we appreciate the support and love the uh, downloads. Please leave a rating and review. Uh, we love to see those as well. Uh, as always, Sundays, One Nation Radio here. Um, Tuesdays, we got Keeping a Strong Style. Wednesdays, uh, we got Ricky and Clive. Uh, and every other Wednesday, we got Grown Man Watch This Shit. We got Get in the Ring with Danny. And also, 
uh, Beast Mike. And then on the weekends, we've got um, All Things Elite with Floyd uh, and sometimes Amy, sometimes Tiffany. So, um, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening. We are up out of here. Peace. Later.